If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. I, I didn't realize this until my kids pointed it out, but um, and, and, and they're, the, they're the barometer here. Uh, one more weekend, and then it's the long Labor Day weekend, and then it is back to class. To talk more about all of this and how we're prepared, Education Minister for Ontario, Stephen Lecce, is with us now. Stephen, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. And uh, I think you get a passing grade on that. There you go. Okay, we'll try. Uh, So I want to ask for some clarity right off the top, and I already know the answer to this, but I want to hear you say it as well, is that there's been some confusion in regard to a couple of universities that are reinstating mask mandates and such. Um, But with Ontario schools, can you just once again give us the protocol for vaccinations and masking as we head back in September? First off, the priority is getting kids back to normal, stable, and more enjoyable schools. It's been two tough years on these kids and their parents, too, as you remind me, but on the kids most especially, and I want them to be in a normal school. The uh, Children's Health Coalition, the Ontario Science Table today, likewise the Sick Kids Hospital and the CDC, and all the global experts agree. Masking uh, is recommended to be optional. Parents will make that decision based on their own risk tolerance. We're creating an environment where we're Uh, making it a safe space, regardless of where you choose, no judgment, do whatever your family thinks is best, given the circumstances. I know a few folks who may wear a mask because they've got grandma at home and she's a bit immunocompromised, and I know many others who are not. Uh, And our mutual interest is just to create a space where people are comfortable. We've never imposed a mandate for COVID-19 vaccines on staff, nor have we done it on students, and we never will. Uh, That is a choice. Of course, we're encouraging immunization for those eligible based on the discussion with your doctors, uh, but it's not a requirement, not at all. Uh, Of course, we want families to make sure that those other vaccines that are important get uh, get caught up on because there's quite a few children that just had missed out on that over the pandemic. So making sure that the kids are safe and healthy is important as we go to September. The protocols are pretty much the same as they were in May and June, folks. I mean, it's the same policy that's governing our return in September. We have improved the ventilation in every school in Ontario, right across Hamilton, but literally every school in the province has been assessed and optimized, 100% of them. We have 100,000 HEPI units, more in Ontario than any province combined. We're going to continue to provide your kids and staff with rapid tests. Your kid comes home with the sniffles, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, some sort of symptom emerges that's related to COVID. You're going to have access to the rapid test like you did last uh, uh, spring, which I thought was helpful just to give you a bit more confidence, you know, if it is COVID indeed or not especially as we get the flus and the colds and other respiratory virus emerging into the fall. Um, and then finally, when it comes to the practices of a child, I mean, we're going to be restoring clubs, field trips, extracurriculars, sports. I want children to be kids. I want them to embrace learning both inside and outside the classroom, which is why I'm putting such an emphasis on the extracurriculars. Sports mean a great deal. It's not just physical health, mm. it's mental health, arts, uh, drama, music, all of this matters. I want all this back for these kids. I want more experiential learning, more outdoor learning. I want them to feel um, the level of support uh, and the normalcy I think they deserve. And I think a lot of parents want the same. Uh, as you mentioned, things looking pretty good as far as getting this uh, global pandemic at least under control and, and managing it. How concerned are you or prepared for you are you for an outbreak in the fall if that does happen? You know, we, we are ready uh, to respond to the risk, but I think most of us, uh, and certainly following the advice of Dr. Moore and the Chief Medical Officer of Health, we do believe these kids can get back to normal settings. 
with still risk mitigation, we have all the investments in place. I mean, the ventilation standards are so significantly improved relative to where we started. And every mechanical ventilation system is better off using the highest ventilation standards. So the, the policies are strong, the protocols are effective, and the medical community agrees they've been working. My vision for September and through the June is to remove the disruption that comes with pandemic, that comes with labor strife that happens every three years. These kids need to go to school in September and stay in school till June. Stability matters. It's why, mm. even in the context of our labor negotiations, I brought forth an option that's a bit unusual. It's not three. Normally, it's three years. Every three years in Ontario, parents know the story. There's some sort of union escalation against the government of the day, yeah. liberal, conservative, NDP, literally going back to Bob Ray, that's the truth. I've tabled a four-year deal. And the reason why I did that, Scott, is really an extra year of stability for these kids and for the workers, too. I mean, I think a lot of educators just want to go teach. But for the kids, most especially, if I can give them four solid, uninterrupted years of learning to get back to the basics of why they're in school in the first place, reading, writing, and math, fundamental skill set, they're going to help them get a job, that's a great outcome. And I know... I've spoken to Donna Scully. I've talked to, to, to Neil Lumsden, your local MPPs, colleagues of mine. They tell me every day parents are telling them to stand up for stability for these kids, get them back to class and keep them in class. And I'm telling you, we're going to do that for these, for these kids. Uh, this is going to be tough, Stephen, obviously because uh, you're talking about contract negotiations, education support workers, as well as teachers right. and such. Some of them are asking for like an 11% increase because we've seen inflation go up this year. How do you manage that? Well, you know, it, 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 and it isn't even 11%, Scott. I mean, I, I, let me first off just say, these people, these workers, I think in their heart, they mean well. They do good. They make a difference in our schools. I, I still remember my custodian's name in my elementary school, my Catholic school back in where I grew up in the GTA. Like, I, I really respect them, and I want them to hear that. Like, I, I value what they do. We cannot run our schools without them. And I want them to know that. We brought forth a plan that I think is reasonable. It's an 8.24% over the four years. It includes the protection. We are maintaining the most generous pension, benefits, sick leave, and long-term disability in the nation, full stop. I mean, we're talking about 11 days of paid, 100% paid sick days, plus 120 days they, they will receive at 90%. I mean, I don't know any sector of the economy, public or private, that has that type of package. We have to look at it as a package, as an aggregate. We can't just look at the pay, because that's not what the taxpayer is only paying for. There's many other elements here. When you aggregate it all together, it's literally a 52% increase over three years. It is the equivalent of $21 billion, which, folks, means the combined education budgets of BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba is still less than what this demand is. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I want to be reasonable. I want to be fair, recognizing that these folks work hard. There's some short-term inflationary pressures this year. I think most will recognize inflation will come down sharply over the coming years, certainly over the next four years of a contract. But I want us to be grounded on the principle that whatever we do, we have to put kids first. And I do not accept, nor do I feel it's particularly a good early step for QP specifically, uh, whom we've been meeting with in good faith all along, all summer, to have taken a decision to put themselves in a path to a strike. And what that means, Scott, is before the government even proposed our counter to their 52% demand, even before we counter, we had not brought forth our option, uh, our counter option, and they already put themselves in a pathway to strike, which I thought was so bizarre. At least look at the proposal. 
you may think it's insufficient, then go do what you've got to do, but they put themselves on this path before, days before we even tabled it, which for me gave me the impression they were on this path regardless of what we did, because they know we're not going to get 52%. No government, I don't think any party could would be would, would be prepared to do that, frankly, or I hope they wouldn't, because it's it's unaffordable and it's unrealistic for the taxpayer who's footing the bill. I don't know anyone in this economy making 15, 17, 18 points a year, and I'm sure they do. Uh, many folks out there do a lot of good work. All I can say is let's stay focused on kids. Do not walk away from the table. Do not walk away from stability and from the families. We need to be the adults in the room, and we have to just stay there until we get a good deal, a good deal we can all live with. And, you know, uh, we've talked about this before, Minister, uh, and people were tired of this before the uh, pandemic. Now, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's got the patience for it. They just want to see the problem solved. Uh, Stephen Lecce with us, Minister of Education for Ontario. Minister, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Good luck. Be well. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com.